Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Yes, sir. Thank you. And with Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. Yes, that I, is me. I think it's incredible that Ziggy is his actual middle name. Isn't that awesome? I, yeah. Well, I was baptized under St. Ziggius of yeah. uh, Aquitaine. You should St. Ziggius. <laughs> I think he was actually removed from the calendar, so you probably shouldn't mention that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes, yeah. That was uh, that was a whole tragic story. That's a whole other show, though. Yes, you know exactly right. So hopefully you don't have Saint Ziggius as well, formerly Saint, formerly known as Saint. The problem Ziggius. is they took him off the list because Saint Ziggy was never able to walk a straight path, you know, and, and yeah. that was the problem. I <laughs> he zagged a lot, didn't he? he zagged I a just lot. now got it. Yeah, he zigged and zagged. <laughs> Very he got there. good. He got there. So for we're so joyful today that I can tell. Yeah, that oh, I thought that maybe we should do a show on joy. Ooh. Right. So, um, you worked hard on that one, didn't you? Yeah, we're going to call this sh- This show is called Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog. It's like I, I wanted to say bulldog, but I said bullfrog. <laughs> so this is Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog. Never mind. All right. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So uh, sorry about that. But anyway, so uh, it's, it's the third Sunday of Advent. It is. So the third Sunday of Advent is called Gaudete. Gaudete. Yeah. I thought it was Gaudate. Gaudate? Yeah. Well, that's when you're down south there. That's a southern Latin expression. In in Mississippi, it's Gaudate. Uh, You know, but anyway. I've been been asked whether or not I had the the Laudate app. Yeah, Laudate. That's awesome. Well, we're not going to get into pronouncing, uh, you know, ecclesial Latin here, but Gaudete, Gaudete is, all it means is rejoice, ye. I like the ye. Part on the end of it. Oh yeah, I think it's ecclesial Chinese. I'm not sure. <laughs> we're never going to get the show done because we, we're not. Man. I keep we're going silly. Down we're too joyful. But we know. Get yeah, see. We got to so, tone our joy down. No, no. We want to have the. We tone it up. We tone it up. Okay. Why? Right. Well, Everyone I wonders about corrected. that. Remember that that uh, fourth. There's four candles. Yeah. Right, and there are uh, there's three purple and one rose. Rose, not, not pink. pink. Yeah, yeah, rose. yeah. yeah. I learned that from you years ago. I know, and I, I actually call it bros. The whole world calls it pink. When I wear pink, I wear you. I wear bros. Bros. <laughs> uh, when I'm wearing my pink vestments, they're yeah, bro, bros. They're bros. Uh, but that's the third candle. And you know, when I was little, I used to think that the pink candle should go last because it was different, right? And it's special. It is. You know, it's like, well, let's have the special candle last, like we're building up. Yeah. But it's interesting why the third. Sunday, Gaudete, which, which uh, you know, rejoice. It's it's really like that that taste of the rejoicing that's going to come, but we're still in a sort of uh, you know anticipatory sort of right. penitential season. But we just want to have a little a little flash. It's kind of like the Transfiguration. Yeah, I was right? going to say it's kind of like practice Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like practice <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's 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 uh, it's just this idea that. Um, it's like a big reminder. Where and it's it's the time in in the church when, well, certainly the different colored vestments. We're we're wearing rose colored vestments, uh, and rose is known as the color of joy. And and so uh, that part's different. We see that's visibly different. But there'll be things like you might have some flowers 
in the sanctuary on the altar around the altar area you might have uh, music played a little brighter a little happier i mean you won't be playing bing- uh, hopefully hopefully you don't have jingle bells going on in mass you know unless it's there's also well never mind we're not doing it. but you might have that joy 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 down, down in, in my heart, heart. Hey, down in my heart down in my heart we chant that y'all know how to quit your day job <laughs> joy 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 down in my heart if the devil doesn't like it he can sit on it <laughs> right anyway all right so so um okay. so we see that and it's an opportunity for the church to start to, this is when the church naturally, sort of um, liturgically, sort of starts to let, let you think about Christmas, like the secular world would think about Christmas. Because we've done a couple shows already about having Advent be that season of preparation. Right. Mm. But uh, this is the time where, see, if you just follow along the church's pattern, mm-hmm. you're going to realize that. It's okay. The church will let you celebrate. Yeah. Right? And so we get a little taste of it this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still the church that celebrates the salvific value of suffering and yeah. redemptive suffering, but we see joy against the context of that there's still God gives us the grace to where we can still be joyful amidst our sufferings. Yeah, see, that part is hard. I think that would be kind of a focus we might want to spend a few minutes on because I, I think a lot of people, well, they see Catholics as just sort of a, a down in the mouth kind of dour, sour, sad lot because we've yeah. always we've got a dead guy hanging on a cross. Mm-hmm. So people who who don't really get it will do that. In fact, I'll I'll just say this: I'm not going to mention any names, but there was one of those happy sisters. And I'm not beating up on sisters, but this one was a particularly happy sister where everything was like sort of giggly and just happy. And she was giving a talk at a conference that I was at. And and uh, and I love the sisters. This one didn't want anything sad. There was nothing going to be sad about life ever. Right? And so she was very not happy with the crucifix. I thought, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. But it was basically, we're a resurrection people. Right, oh, yeah. we're not a crucifixion people. Smile, people, come on, get out there and smile now. Um, and so, a lot of people have this this idea that we're never supposed to be in a suffering situation, <laughs> right? Right. Which seems to be, we'll just say it's counter Catholic culture. Yeah, because ultimately, our salvation was born of suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And and some might say, well, he suffered so that we wouldn't have to. But the reality is, it's it's not that's not true. Um, we have the opportunity to join in the suffering. In other words, to join in God's plan of salvation through our participation in suffering, ours and those around us, right? Um, and and so there's something very powerful there. And so how to have joy amidst suffering is not the easiest thing to do. It isn't, but doesn't it feel almost uh, incomplete, if not almost empty, to say, we're going to just talk about joy in a show called Catholic Cafe that doesn't at all address the fact that sometimes hard stuff happens in life and sufferings yeah. are also an everyday thing. And maybe too. that was my takeaway from from Sister Happy. I mean, <laughs> I mean I don't, and again, I'm, she's, a, I'm, she's devoted her 
uh, you know, her life to her spouse, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm happy for all of that. But, but she's just, way more active than Sister Sleepy. Yes, yeah, Sister Sleepy. <laughs> and way smarter than Sister Dopey. Now, yeah. you, now you're picking on sisters. And we, are, we, are, we are not going to pick on sisters. Because, we did that once here. Yeah. We, <laughs> did not work out. No, exactly right. They're, they're got, right and they're beautiful. Slap big time. No, but that particular message made it. Uh, it was, it, I, I, I think it was, I think some people, um, I think some people don't want to hear the suffering part. Mm. Right, and so I think conferences and things like that are places where people go and they want to feel better. And it's like, <laughs> so if I'm going to go into a conference on suffering, you know, just you know, announce, you know, here's the, the biggest new con- Deacon Jeff is going to teach you about how to be miserable. You know, and it's like I don't think being's <laughs> going to sign up for that. But it's funny though because Jesus, when he tells us, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." If we're going to embrace the fullness of what it means that Jesus is the truth, then that also means that we need to be grounded in the truth of our situation, in the truth of who we are, our weaknesses and our strengths, the good and the bad of life, and the fact that against all of the bad that's there and the weakness in the same way within the context of all the weaknesses that are within me, God's mercy can cover my weakness yeah. and mm-hmm. my sinfulness and can bring about a triumph. God can, his mercy can pour upon the, all the, the sufferings of the world and, and, and again, bring about a triumph, uh, both collectively and individually. And if we're not talking about that aspect, are yeah. we even talking about our faith? No, you're exactly, you're exactly right about that. And, you know, and I also, I've, as I'm sitting there thinking about, um, my experience with that one particular sister. I also think about some other sisters that I work with who are the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia. Uh, mm. They're out of Nashville, Tennessee, which is a wonderful, beautiful order. And what I think about when I think about these particular sisters is they, they, they bring joy amidst the suffering, but in a very different way. Right, so they come into the world. They actually work in a high school with me, so there's a lot of suffering, especially around exam <laughs> exam time. Right, it just it, it, and everybody's suffering, yeah, not just the students. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. It's it's a tough place to be, but you know we live in a really really rough and tough world. I mean, just a lot of things going bad, and I, I just I think about the struggling families. I think about some of those kids that that I've gotten to know, and there are certainly problems in all their families. There's so much brokenness out there, and what's neat about these particular sisters is is the joy amidst the suffering mm. and and i think to some degree some of that joy i don't want to say comes from like they don't celebrate the suffering but they realize the salvific nature of suffering the hope that that god's jesus is suffering for us on our behalf mm-hmm. and our participation in that and then then the joy flows from that yes right and so 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 when when um uh when when they're talking you you just want to sit and listen and you want to just kind of can I just sit at your feet, sister? Will you tell me more about this, this Jesus? You know, and just how they uh, engage people. It just makes me think that they they understand more fully this gift of suffering. And I don't want to be in a world where um, where there is no joy. But at the same time, um, I, I want people to understand that uh, that joy is not the same thing as um, happy clappy. An, yeah, an emotion. Right. Right. There's a woo. We're, right. we're, it's a we're fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now. Amen. Right? And and uh, and sometimes... But Happy f- Clappy's not attractive. I mean, that's why you weren't attracted to that one nun that was putting on that little little deal. Yeah, but, but I'm sure there were aspects of what... Uh, and I, I, I seem to remember that out of her talk. Right. Uh, and I, I think it was a bunch of people, they all clapped right afterwards, and I thought, well, am I the only one in here that was uncomfortable with what was just said? Because I think that, that maybe there needs to be a realization of, of where joy is born from. Right. 
right? I mean, you, you think about the, the, the um, like when you accomplish something. Mm-hmm. If you climb Mount Everest, me, we did a whole show on Philmont. Yeah. And the misery that I encountered. But at the same time, I wouldn't have given up that time with my two sons and really that time of sort of triumph over uh, my human desire to give up and quit mm-hmm. and my, my triumph over the will. And there was some serious redemptive suffering that went on in that experience. And I think I've accomplished something. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when you go through that, you feel like it meant something. Mm. And so even when you take the, uh, the suffering that you might experience from whether it's some kind of medical issue, whether it's financial, whether it's uh, relationship-based, Whatever the suffering, maybe it's an addiction. Whatever the suffering, if you if you like, if you if you push through it, if you if you allow the grace of the Lord to lift you up, sustain you, and carry you through it, it's amazing how at the end of it, it's like, I've just been somewhere, and I've been somewhere with Jesus, and and I can actually say that I played a part in the salvation of the world, mm. right? And that yeah. that part is not that's not something to be sneezed at. That's no. like that's pretty cool. That's why. Uh, I, I think when we when we see suffering, I mean, we don't want to suffer for the sake of suffering, right? Right, because that that that's when you distort the I think the reality. Mm-hmm. But if we see suffering for the necessary, um, uh, I don't know, participation in hope. Right, that so the hope is born out of that suffering. Like God's not calling us to nail ourselves to the cross. Right. But we're going to encounter some crosses and nails in our life. There's going to be bad stuff that happens. It could come in the form of natural disasters or sickness and other things completely out of our control. It could come in the form of bad things that other people have done to us. It could be bad things that we've done, whether they fall in the category of sin or merely a mistake. You know, The thing is, God has a perfect plan that takes it all into account. Yeah. And not only does he have a perfect plan that takes it all into account, he has a perfect plan that makes use of it for our growth and holiness and our likeness and love. And he has a perfect plan that gives us a chance to find meaning amidst it. See, the meaning is the key. And let's not forget the scripture where Jesus says, let your friend take up your cross and come into the air conditioning with me. It's so much better in here. Hmm. Wait, that's not that's not scripture. That's <laughs> you're, yeah. Uh, that that's the that's maybe what I wanted scripture to say. But the reality is, take up your cross and follow me. That's we're going to encounter crosses. <laughs> you yeah. didn't say if you guys don't like to have fun. You cannot be my disciples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots of things. That's a whole other show we did. Things Jesus didn't say. Um, all right, so we're trying to make meaning out of suffering, but also helping us see the, the, the other side of that or the, the fruit of, of suffering uh, for meaning and purpose, uh, and that is joy. Uh, so we're going to talk more about that, but first we're going to have to take a break. Uh, before we do take the break, I want to remind folks at home we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you, Deacon Jeff, at thecatholiccafe.com. Yes, and like us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, like and share our posts and uh, comment on them. It makes a difference. And then, to find out more joy, come on back right after this. I'm Bess Drzemski. And this is another great moment in church history. St. Peter Julian Amard was born in a small town in France in 1811, and from his childhood days he felt a calling to serve God as a priest in the Catholic Church. But St. Amard's road to the priesthood was not to be an easy one. 
Anti-clericalism was rampant in French society in the early 1800s, and on top of that, the Amard family was poor. His father, reluctant to give his blessing to his only son's desired vocation, finally allowed him to enter the seminary to study for the priesthood. Unfortunately, St. Amar had to leave the seminary due to serious health issues, but he never gave up on God's call. He finally finished seminary after overcoming many obstacles and was ordained a priest in 1834. St. Amar, despite his ill health, was a surprisingly energetic and enthusiastic priest. He had a strong devotion to Mary, the Mother of God, and enjoyed traveling throughout France to various Marian shrines. He joined the Marist Fathers in 1839 and started immediately preaching, writing, offering spiritual direction, educating, and organizing. He eventually became provincial of his Marist order. St. Amard never waned in his love of Mary and in his belief in Christ's real presence in the Most Blessed Sacrament, which was encountering a resurgence of devotion in France at the time. He took this opportunity to found a new order, the Congregation of the Blessed Sacrament, still active today. This order was known for its devotion to Eucharistic adoration and for preaching about the gift of Jesus' presence among us in the Eucharist. The Congregation of the Blessed Sacrament encountered many difficulties along the way. The fathers and the brothers of the order took a vow of poverty, chastity, and obedience to the bishop, and times were tough. Nevertheless, their persistent faith in Christ protected them and provided all that they needed to survive and to do their work. St. Amard and his order were very effective in fostering love and reverence for the Blessed Sacrament. They prepared young adults for First Holy Communion, preached at Eucharistic devotional liturgies, and were very effective in reaching out to fallen away Christians and bringing them back to the church. St. Amard went on to found a second order, an order of women religious called the Servants of the Blessed Sacrament. While this order performs numerous acts of charity and outreach, the Sister Servants of the Blessed Sacrament find their devotion centered on adoring Christ in the Eucharist. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth, the joyful luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff. Sitting here with Tom Dorian yes, sir. and Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. Yes, I don't either. I don't. You know what? No, I know you're going though. That was a cartoon. Yes. Meanwhile, back in the- <laughs> back in the hall of justice. <laughs> um, so we're talking about joy, and you know a particular part about joy. We're talking. About, we're we're here on uh, Gaudete Sunday. Mm-hmm. We got our rose vestments on, bros, and we are uh, we're all out there just kind of trying to be joyful. And the problem is, not everybody can find joy. Yeah, what do you do with that guy? Yeah, there's a guy out there that's suffering and just cannot see it, feel yeah. it, think about it. He's Man, just I, I think so I've been there. A guy or a woman. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. But I've been th- I think I've been there. Have any of you guys um Yes. Yes, yes. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean like literally where it's like I just don't see the meaning and the purpose of it's almost ho- hopelessness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that and so that borders on despair and the church actually calls that a sin. Yeah. The sin of despair. That's just the, that's like 
not having faith in the Holy Spirit. So him, so him listening to this show going, yeah, I'm going to be joyful, right, whatever, right. and he's going to move on. You, you can't tell them anything. <laughs> or Sam or Samantha. You know, yeah. Sam or Samantha. <laughs> exactly. Um, can't find joy, can't see joy. So maybe we should come up with a couple of ways mm-hmm. that would help somebody find some kind of joy or to experience joy. And again, I, I, we need to distinguish against uh, between a joy and feeling like, uh, the emotion of happiness or pleasure, yeah, right, because right? joy is equated to me. Joy is equated to hope. Yeah, so, right? so not noisemakers. I should scratch noisemakers. Noisemakers is not the way to do it. So going and noisemakers by first two. Fine. <laughs> yes, sir, we're taking those off the list. So, uh, so one of the things that I would probably think um, is first of all, it's going to kind of contextualize your suffering. Mm-hmm. When we suffer and there appears to be no reason, no meaning, no purpose then you live in a meaningless, purposeless existence. And I think that's part of the sort of despairing quality. So I, sometimes to be able to name the suffering and to actually have a reason for it mm. and maybe to even offer it mm-hmm. for something. It, it, now suddenly that suffering has a meaning and a purpose. So someone who's struggling uh, with whatever they're struggling with to say, you know what, I'm going to struggle and suffer through this, but I'm going to do it for my son, for my daughter, for my best friend, for my spouse who's, you know, needs something. And I, I'm going to try to, as much as I can, I'm just going to try to act like Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. And, and when you do that, suddenly you've got, there's a meaning and a purpose. There's like a task mm-hmm. involved in your suffering. Mm-hmm. E- even for folks who might medically deal with a situation of serious depression, like from a medical perspective, if they have internalized as a matter of heart knowledge, the fact of, you know what, God, does, this is not God's will for my life. He's permitted this to happen to me. Right. But God wants me to be filled with joy. Right. And I'm going to make the choice to recognize that God has some has desires for me that are bigger than this depression that I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't constitute the fullness of my existence or of my life. Yep. Yeah. You know, you're right. And, uh, and, and. And I'm not going to say that any of these things are easy. No. In fact, these things are quite difficult. Yeah. But I, but I think that, that, that even trying to go in the direction of uh, figuring something out is something that's going to be helpful. I think a good place to go, in my humble opinion, is to just get outside of yourself. Go do something charitable. Spend some time with some folks. Uh, that need some help. but And not necessarily busy work. Right. But essentially what you realize is what you're doing. Yeah. It's not just to like take your mind off of something, Mm-mm. but it's to actually put in mind what you're doing right. for this person. And again, that's I think that's kind of tied to the first one, which is yeah. meaning and purpose of the suffering. But now you have your actions become meaningful yeah. and purposeful. I think that's a good thing. And also, it can take your mind off of some things. It will. And... I, I don't know. I've been involved in a lot of charity stuff just over the years uh, in in the ministry. But I, I will tell you, there's nothing better than the smile, than the thank you. Than the, and I know I don't do it for that reason. Mm-hmm. But when you're encountering people who are truly grateful, oh, and even, even the people that you don't get a thank you from, right. when you watch and see how that affects them profoundly, it, it affects you. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah, so doing charity work, working with somebody, um, kind of putting your suffering into into play, into mm-hmm. into practice, into into charity. I think that's a uh, an excellent uh, way to do it. 
And so um, I, there are others, I think, would say th- simple things that can we do as well, something we might have thought, not have thought of. Well, one thing that comes to mind is, you know, in the, we all know the passage of asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking the door will be answer, uh, answered for you. What we don't think of is how that passage ends, mm-hmm. which is whoever asked our Heavenly Father for the Holy Spirit God will give it to them. You know, a lot of times we hear asking you shall receive and we're thinking in terms of I want a candy bar, right? Or not, maybe not that bad, but still we're thinking in terms of stuff we would like to have, mm-hmm. things we'd like to see happen, mm-hmm. right? Whereas if we're focused on asking God for the Holy Spirit and asking for an openness of heart to him that we can receive it, that the Holy Spirit is the thing that's going to bring about that joy and in fact it's a the joy is a fruit of the holy spirit yeah and see that's that's really uh that's really something that seems so simple you wait you can you can ask god and he will give you things mm-hmm. it's like santa claus i mean right. it's like sometimes we don't think about uh how beautiful that is the the fact that our father loves us so much and i'm just gonna go ahead and say it's way better than santa claus right <laughs> it's he, he he you know he loves us he doesn't want us to live in hopelessness right we, we he wants us to live in hope and i love the fact that we that you recognize sam that that you know joy is a fruit of the holy spirit and we don't we do, we don't think enough about fruits and about uh you know uh, i think about fruitcake this time of year but the reality <laughs> is we don't think about the fruits fruits are show on that. that's right fruits are born right fruits come uh i mean fruition we look at all these these right. words and and so joy being a fruit is something that comes from something yeah. you know what and what is sown into the ground is our sufferings the sweat the toil the tears uh the sadness all that stuff goes into this and then jesus you know does his thing right and the holy spirit springs out and brings life uh to the world and that's in the form of joy so we really need to only ask right uh, and how beautiful that is, and I, I think one more thing we could we could mention here, and, and that is, like, just let go, mm. surrender, mm. right? So stop trying to own things, stop trying to manage everything, stop trying to to fix everything. And again, I'm not saying this is easy. No, I was going to say this is very difficult. No, this one's difficult. But yeah. but the reality is, I think in doing all these things like suffering with purpose and meaning and, and going and, and being charitable uh, and then also just asking for that fruit of joy and then surrender, say, Lord, you, my life is yours. Mm-hmm. And, and God has amazing things planned. Yeah. You know, that's all, they're all kind of tied together. But the whole point is, and this is why the church on this, this Gaudete, Gaudete Sunday wants us to know that God loves us and that there's joy waiting for us uh, and it's just going to be a beautiful thing. And so we'll see that come to full fruition on Christmas morning. Amen. That's how much he loves us. Amen. So let's ask the Blessed Mother to be with us on Gaudete and every Sunday mm. and every day of our lives. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now, now at the hour, hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.